Hello and welcome to Cheryl Z Writes. I'm your host, Cheryl Z, and this is the third ever episode of my first ever podcast. I'd like to thank everybody who has been joining me throughout this journey. I'm still learning, and sometimes there's a few technical difficulties, so you might hear some background noise. I'm working on it. Uh, this week, we're going to stay away from book drama. I'm going to talk about rejection and how that can affect uh, a writer because we all have dealt with rejection. And even if you're not a writer, stick around because I give you tips on how to deal with rejection. Hint, it involves wine. But before that, I need your help. I need to find a podcast intro song, and I've narrowed it down to three. And how you can let me know which one you enjoy is you can reach out to me on CherylZWrites.com. And on my uh, right-hand side, you'll see a list of my socials. My DMs are always open. Or Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you see my podcast and can leave a comment, please leave it there. I am always checking those as well. So feel free to reach out. Let me know which one you want. And here is the first one. This was from my first ever episode. It's from 1966's The Silencers. It's a cover song by Hugh Montenegro and his orchestra. And it goes a little something like this. The second one is from my second ever episode, and it is from The Red Queen Kill Seven Times. It's from 1973. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. Full disclosure, I love my cheesy Italian giallos. So here is number two, which I'm leaning towards. It's The Red Queen Kill Seven Times. Finally, we have the one I started this episode with, which is from the, I believe it's 1973, Jalo movie, Case of the Bloody Iris. It's by the same composer as the Red Queen Kill Seven Times. Yes, I have a type of my music, and I also love my Italian Jalos. So let me know what you think of this third one. So that's it. One is the silencers, two is the Red Queen Kill Seven Times, and three is the Case of the Bloody Iris. And I look forward to hearing from you on all three because I'm I'm totally wavering between two and three. I think one might be out, but let me know what you think. Okay, so let's talk about rejections. Dismissed, rejected, publicly humiliated. 
I was, you know, lurking around on blogs and everything and noticing that people would say, oh, I submitted a hundred stories and two were accepted. So I kind of had that in my mind that it was not going to be as easy task, but full disclosure, I didn't know that in the beginning because the first ever submission I ever made was in 2015. Somebody on Twitter wanted stories for their anthology and I put my story out there, didn't think about it. It was accepted. First ever submission, first ever acceptance. Hey, that's great. Rainbows, hearts, flowers, ponies. This is wonderful. This is what it's going to be like from now on. And so I didn't submit again for another four years out of pretty much laziness. But once I started submitting, I started getting acceptances. And out of, I think, 25 submissions the first year, I got six acceptances and I was so happy. And then the next year it trickled down a lot. And the year after that, it trickled down a lot. And this year I've had nothing but rejections. So yeah, humility learned. I've learned my lesson. Rejections are the norm, but I kind of knew that. However, but what I thought it would be like would I would get like the harshest rejections imaginable, which hasn't happened yet. But I thought I would get something like, Dear Author, we have teamed up with words to file a class action lawsuit against you and have also obtained a restraining order. Uh, we attempted to download your story from the cloud and it started raining. Dear resident, with regards to your creative writing skills, have you considered cost managerial accounting as a viable career choice? And my favorite that I imagined totally in my brain, it's never happened. My God, woman, who hurt you? Now, <laughs> I really thought that, you know, like they take one look at it and it's like, oh, you know what? You shouldn't be writing. Have you tried painting? And no, I can't art. I cannot art at all, guys. So writing is my jam, and I wasn't sure how it was going to go, but I know it's supposed to be a numbers game, but it, it really doesn't feel like a numbers game. Like last year, I reached 100 submissions. I know there are people who have reached that in a month. I'm, I'm lazy. I can't say anything else, but last year, I reached 100 submissions, and I have to say 11 of those were for one story. And here's where it gets a little interesting because this is a good part of rejection. 11 of those 100 submissions were for one story. And if it had been accepted right away, I don't think it would have been the best thing for me. Uh, not only was it accepted by a place that of course paid me, so that's always nice, but I got two publications out of it because it was published in a magazine and then it was published in their year-end anthology. And I got a Pushcart Prize nomination out of it. Now, if it had been accepted those first 10 places, I might not have gotten all this. So think of rejection as a positive. It happens, but it might not be the best place for your story. And I'm talking short stories, but this could be for novels too. You never know when an agent or a publisher is going to turn out to be totally creepy. If you've been on BookTok, if you've been on Reader Talk, if you've been on Twitter, you've seen those. And it's not always a good thing to be. So the thing about rejection is you have to realize as a writer that it happens. There's nothing we can do about it. You're not the problem. It could be that your story just wasn't a good match for what they were looking for. It could be that they already had a story that was similar. It could be just an editor's subjective opinion. 
I received some very beautiful personal rejections and some not harsh, but also kind of, huh, this wasn't as, as good as we thought it should be sort of rejections, which stings a little, but it happens. So what can we do about rejections? Well, here's what not to do. Do not cry. It does not help. I've tried it. It just makes you more upset. And also you're just going to put yourself in a bad place where you think, I can't write. I can't do anything. My life is a lie. Uh, don't bash the place that rejected you. I have seen, and I'm not even joking, editors get death threats from people because somebody dared not accept their work. People, leave the editors alone. They have a tough enough job as is. I, gosh, I remember one story I had. It was published in The Lost Librarian's Grave. And the editor, Anne, is just a most amazing woman. And I followed her on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. And I saw her post that for that anthology, she received 2,500 stories. 2,500 stories for a first ever press, for a first ever anthology. And I'm like, how do you even choose? So obviously... She chose 36 of them, but 2,500 stories, you're going to get some rejections in there. Another thing you can do while somebody is putting a lawnmower outside my door is do not immediately submit your story or your novel or whatever it is you're submitting writing-wise to another place. Look it over first. Maybe there's a typo or continuity error. I found both just by rereading it, even though you think you've got it on pat. It's never going to be perfect. Now, what can you do when you get a rejection? Realize it's not your fault. I see people aiming for 100 rejections a year. I wish I could do that. I haven't even had barely over 100 submissions lifetime. Realize that you're going to get rejected. It happens to all of us. Read it out loud. I, I said something about, you know, don't submit it exactly to another place, but read it out loud. You might get a little feel of what's working and what's not. Um, what you can do if it's a novel is listen to it like it's a podcast. Put on the narrator voice and just kind of clean around the house or do some stuff while you're, while you're listening and just kind of like, hmm, I don't even know what's going on here. That doesn't make any sense. Why did he change from John to Tom and why is she now a witch when she was an orc five minutes ago. Something something can be caught there. Another thing you can do is vent to your friends, but not online. Don't, don't go on social media and start bashing people. Honestly, you're just going to be miserable. And reevaluate where you send. I know I get rejections because I like anthologies and I like paying ones. So I know that I'm going to get a fair number of rejections because those are going to be the ones that a lot of people are submitting to. They want to be paid. If you have no kind of writing background or just a very minimal publishing publishing repertoire, that's not the word I'm looking for, publishing uh, history, I should say, go to a free website. Get your stories published there. I know it's not ideal. But you will build that up and you'll have something to say in your cover letter that's like, hey, everybody, uh, yeah, I really want to submit to your bloody, gory, wonderful anthology. And also, here's where I've been published. And it, it's not like anybody's going to say, oh, well, you didn't get paid for this. You obviously aren't a writer.
And going back to where you're submitting your stories to, I'm going to tell you a story. I, I read a story by somebody who was, who was a very awesome writer. He wrote very wonderful. It was a very good story. There, it had a few typos, but other than that, it was really good. And he's like, Cheryl, I'm not getting this you know, published anywhere. I can't figure it out, but I just got the worst rejection. It just happened so quickly. And I said, well, where did you send it to? And he said, the dark. Let me tell you about the dark. The dark is notorious, notorious for the quickest rejections you ever did see. I sent them one twice. Once it was rejected after a week and I didn't know that that wasn't the norm. Because the second time it was rejected within three hours. And that is kind of a long time for the dark because I have literally seen people on social media say, oh, I submitted to the dark. Oh, um, yeah, it was it was rejected after three minutes. And no, I'm not even joking. Somebody was like, how did they even read my story after three minutes? Who knows? But yeah, they'll reject right away. So if you think you're getting a lot of rejections and short story, people will know what I'm talking about here. If you're submitting to Pseudopod, Uncanny, The Dark, you know, Diabolical Plots, those are all like really, 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 really hard markets to break into. Maybe start off a little gradually, build your way up. Understand that if you submit to a place where they get a ton of, ton of, ton of stories, like thousands, your chances are going to be nil to nothing that you'll get in there. Now, what else can you do? You can drink Merlot. You can drink wine, as I said before. I find that certain wines work best with certain sort of rejections. Like if you drink a Merlot for a formal polite rejection, that works out very well. Chardonnay for a higher tiered rejection, like um, maybe you made it to the second round or they say we'd like to hear from you again. That's, that's a lovely choice. Mold wine for a personal rejection because it's sweet, but there's a little bit of a bittersweet kick to it. And of course, if all that doesn't work, there's chocolate. A few other things about rejections. Let's talk about personal versus form. Now, nine times out of 10, particularly in short stories, you're going to get a form rejection that said, thank you very much for submitting, blah, blah, it just wasn't a good fit, etc. And I always take those. I know some people save them. I just take them and toss them because I, I keep track of where I submit so I don't resubmit a story, but yeah. Personal rejections are something else. They're amazing. They're like getting a golden ticket. It means that this editor took the time, or slush reader, sometimes it's a slush reader, took the time to read your story, said, hey, I'm not going to accept it, but here's what you can do to make it better. Or in my opinion, the best personal rejections are like, hey, we can't accept it because it isn't what we're looking for, but man, I loved it, which has happened to me a couple times. And that's almost like the most bittersweet thing you can imagine because you're like, oh, was so close. Thank you for liking my story. Why the hell didn't you publish it? <laughs> I really, really wanted to be in this. And going back to this, I know I'm all over the place today, but I don't have a script and I just felt like talking. So y'all got to bear with me. Uh-huh. So one thing I have to say is I did say that there was kind of a mixed blessing in not getting a acceptance to a place where maybe it wasn't a good fit. But I have actually been so 
thrilled to submit something to a themed anthology or an anthology that I thought this story is just perfect for. Oh, it's going to be amazing. And then it wasn't accepted. And at first I was heartbroken, but then later I read the anthology and went, huh, I'm so glad it wasn't accepted into this. This would be a terrible fit. So there you go. Finally, just for rejections, just let it go. It's going to happen. No editor in the history of the world has ever said, you know what? I see your rejection rate is like 92%. We can't accept your work. Nobody ever asked for that. That's all in your brain. Numbers mean nothing. And just keep on submitting. And again, I'm sorry this podcast was all over the place, but I'm a little under the weather and I sound awful. So I appreciate you listening and let me know what song you prefer. Again, you can find me at CherylZWrites.com. And if you look under contact, there's all my socials. My DMs are always open. And thank you. Bye.